Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's August 11th, 2019, as we record this. The podcast is a place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello, everyone. And Garrett. Hello. So, uh, here we are. Uh, it feels like like the previous episode was just moments ago, although I think that probably just has to do with when things were released and so forth, but um, so much news recently. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's many things to talk about. There's a big major thing that we will talk about later, <laughs> and we'll see if we can we'll see if we can uh, hold it off. I'm not sure that we'll succeed. But so I think uh, the thing that happened first since our last recording uh, was the Super Slippa Ten Festival. Um, so that was it was largely I think uh, like a pop music festival. But Baby Metal was was in it, and there was a a promised stream, so everybody got up and you know well those of us who had to get up early got up early and waited patiently at the stream. Did either of you guys watch the stream? Yes, I didn't watch it live. That was it was I, three o'clock in the morning for me. It was it was like six. I know it was five for me. I think, and I woke up and watched all of it. Good for you. I there was no chance <laughs> <As> for me. <laughs> I, yeah, all, all fifteen minutes. That sh- something should that should be noted. It, the stream was cut off a little bit early there. Yeah, so that was that was sort of like I did not know what to expect. This was not the first act in the you know in the festival that was being streamed, but I didn't pay any attention to any previous act, so I didn't know what they did before. Um, but Baby Metal had a forty-five minute uh, slot, and the stream started when they started, and then it stopped after what I think three songs, fifteen minutes, uh, and then and then they just played like many miscellaneous junk. They played they played a video for a person that was going to be playing later, twice. Uh, it was it was almost like ads. It wasn't exactly ads, but it was filler fluff uh, for the remainder of the forty five minutes. So uh, so that was a little bit annoying to have gotten up super early and prepared myself with you know got my coffee and sat down in front of the tv <laughs> three three songs and it's over yeah it was but very it was... frustrating yeah i was relieved to go back to bed but at the same time it was very frustrating oh, i didn't risk going back to bed i thought i saw from discussion that the previously streamed acts were all also about 15 minutes well see that's the thing i think i think that might be true that was that was kind of the uh the force of my mentioning that i didn't pay attention to what other acts <laughs> Right. that I yeah. think that might have been normal. I had no idea if that was normal or not. That's my experience with that stream was exclusively for baby metal. Yeah. So so yeah, so they after fifteen minutes it was it appeared like it had gone to an ad or something, but I didn't I didn't until I knew they were not playing anymore, <laughs> I didn't dare stop watching. So I watched a lot of that uh, you know, whatever that was. Just in case they cut back. Just in case, that's right. But anyway, but we got a stream, even if even if it was maybe shorter than their actual show, we got something which I think was pretty cool. Uh, so anyone want to want to review? I have things I can say, but you can say those things too. <laughs> That's some pretty interesting things happen. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna just bring up the topic of um, Sue Metal's mess up and Papa Yah. 
she got a little bit ahead in the song, it sounded like. It skipped, I want to say, to the chorus when it wasn't time for the chorus. Well, yeah, it was, she got a little off. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it wasn't ahead. It was actually. It was actually sort of replicating a part that was earlier in the song. Um, but I had never heard that. I mean, in fact, I'm pretty sure that even you know, just on this podcast two episodes ago or something, I said something along the lines of, "I have never heard her screw up once." <laughs> yeah, way to you jinx know. it. I think we're, yeah, way to go. <laughs> yeah, I take full responsibility. <laughs> but um, but that was. I mean, you know. I'm sure she's not at all happy about that. Uh, and she recovered immediately. I mean, like she started singing something and nobody else was doing this. And then she realized within, within one measure, basically that what, where she was supposed to be and got there. But, um, you know, I find it very endearing. Yeah. You know, some people are going to wonder, are they working too hard? But I mean, come on, mistakes happen. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of their newest songs. So, you can and, and it's kind of repetitive, <laughs> so you can imagine why it could get lost. But uh, I think the bigger news out of that is all of our Avengers are now accounted for. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was uh, another failed prediction of mine <laughs> that they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't bring in a the, the third Avenger uh, at a festival, but they did. So um, we now have our third Avenger, who is Momoko Okazaki. Uh, who also came from Sakura Gakuin. She graduated in March 2018, so from the 2017 Nendo, uh, and joined at the same time as Kano Fujihira, who was the second Avenger that we met. So, very interesting. It is really interesting. Um, I don't know, we could speculate about this all day, but I always found it fascinating that it's kind of been known for a long time that Kobe in particular, and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode when we talked about him, that he's kind of tried to distance himself from idol culture and pop, and in particular, Sakura Gakuin. So to have two of the three Avengers come from that group, I think is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking a little bit about what we read from Koba, I, I guess I was... It might almost be more that he's he's trying to distance himself from the, the parts that are terrible <laughs> of idol culture, <laughs> rather than just well, from idol culture generally. But, you know, so like he tries to stay away from MC stuff and he tries to make this be sort of like, I don't know, legitimate metal, right? Uh, sure. But, you know, you look at things he's done in the past. You know, I know for a fact he's banned flags because of little, little pink Sakuraku flags. Um, he's had security people put their SG, pink SG towels away when he sees them at the barrier. You know, little things like that that have happened over the years that have caused some friction mm -hmm. between some of the fans. And the group and Koba in particular. So I think it's really yeah. interesting that here we are in 2019 with a couple of backup dancers that are rotating, both coming from SG. And I wonder if a lot of that might have to do with Amuse giving him options on where he can pull people in from, not so much him having total control of where he can recruit from. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I'd like to believe that this is not really against Koba's will, you know, that that particularly if these are people that are being considered as kind of like, you know, uh, temporary or rotating or whatever, that picking from the people that they, picking from known quantities, people that they know, people that they've trained, is reasonable. But, but yeah, it's, it is, one could imagine a, a universe in which 
you know, Amuse forced Koba to do this. Yeah, I don't think they maybe forced him, but I, I think my own little conspiracy theory is, well, maybe Amuse and Koba got together and he talked about his idea and he said, well, we have this pool of talent that are already signed. They fit your dynamic. They work under the same choreographer. And they're and cheap. they'd love to do it. And they'd love to do it, so... Give them a shot. I mean, I think all of them say, like, what, you know, the club they want to be in is the heavy music club. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, we do now know all, who all the, all the people are, because for some reason that I don't fully understand, we were told there were three. So we know not only who those three are, but that there aren't going to be any more. Yeah, no more surprises there. So. Or at least so we think. <laughs> so we think. Now we get to speculate who gets to go on tour. Yeah. Yep. And of course, there's no pretty much any combination of thoughts you can have about uh, these people going on tour uh, have been had and expressed. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I think at this point, it's not even worth trying to predict who's going to go. Yeah. There are certain not. They're not all, you know, equivalent to one another in terms of, in terms of you know age and commitments that we know about and things like that but uh but still trying to predict things is unlikely to work yes absolutely uh one thing that that i think i wanted to mention before we left the super slipper stream though uh is that moa's mic was super loud <laughs> yes it was very weird but i mean it it was certainly her there i mean like we there's no question now yeah, no kidding. Yeah, another festival performance that I don't think was mixed very well for at least for the live stream audience. I don't know what it sounded like in the building. Right, right. There was some uh I and I'm doing this just from memory, so I don't quite remember. There was there was someone who uh tweeted that they were basically just coming back from being at this, you know, being at this uh, festival, who is known to be the essentially sort of like the the guy who runs the the sequencing, basically, you know, the the person the person behind the scenes who kind of like mixes everything and stuff. Probably not actually the audio mix for the floor, but the the person who coordinates everything. Um, so there should have been someone that was kind of local and kind of technical uh, who could at least be frowning at the people who are doing the mixing. <laughs> sure, you would think. Yeah, I should try to figure out who that is. That um, there, there, I shouldn't just be winging, winging this. I should have written this down in the notes. But there is somebody who, uh, actually has also written up a kind of a fairly long description of like what's involved in being that kind of like behind the scenes director of uh the whole show. Um, I, there's some name for it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Technical <laughs> By director. Chance? The what? The technical director. I I don't actually know what you're talking about. I I missed this little piece of news. Okay, well, I'll find it. It's it's the actual sort of write up is not new. I mean, it's years old, I think, but um, I'll find it for next time. That'll be some bit of homework for myself. One other sort of important thing that happened at the end of Super Slippa was that there was a announcement of a show in Taipei. So April third, twenty twenty, the Metal Galaxy World Tour in Asia was announced. So that's good. So maybe more show dates in that area of the world well it does seem like one show is kind of a week tour <laughs> so if yes. they're gonna call it world tour in asia 
Um, but I don't think, yeah, we haven't had any other um, dates that I know of in Asia. But yeah, is... not yet, question mark? Right. But no doubt what's going to happen is as soon as we hit stop on our recording, then a big Asia tour will be announced. <laughs> That's always what happens. Yeah. So. Anyway, so very good. So that Super Sleppo was actually, I was thinking that of that as being kind of like a nothing, you know, a nothing event. Uh, and it seems like we actually got quite a lot out of it. That's another set of news that isn't the main news. Uh, the Hedoban, which got mentioned, I think, a couple times last time, because they have done a number of kind of nice, long-form interviews with people. Uh, Hedoban Volume 23 features baby metal in various ways. Uh, but I don't know. In, and I, I don't know what... I've seen photos of some of the pages, but I don't know what they say. <laughs> so do you know anything more about this? Either of you? I have no idea what they say. So there, I, there are definitely some nice photos of the, uh, you know, like, of the shows and you know, Legend M and I think probably the Yokohama shows and there's lots of Japanese text. Um, yeah, I think, I think there were reviews. Yeah, Faku in our chat mentioned they are reviews of the shows. Okay, and Cam Metal mentions thirty-four pages long, so that's that's substantial. So hopefully at some point we'll have uh, actual translations of those as well, but. Uh, 34 pages is like a real translation job. That's going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. The the photos do occupy a lot of the space. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's still it's still a lot. So, Oh, and also there's a, a column. Hedoban has had a couple of these. Uh, columns by Bo, the bass player, reviewing ramen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always good. I don't think those have been translated. But uh, I'd be curious to know what he has to say about that as well. Well, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you definitely should, because he's basically a food blog on Twitter. Yeah, I love it. it. Makes me so jealous. I'm sitting here eating ramen, and he's sitting there eating the real ramen. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, another thing that that uh showed up, I think it's, I think this may have got gone a little bit under the radar. It, not a lot of people were talking about it, but there was a a, a podcast called Green Room Gossip, uh, and on the Green Room Gossip podcast, they had an interview. Actually, I, should, I probably should have looked up who it is. But they interviewed a couple of the people from Galactic Empire, who were the you know the Star Wars cover band that played at Dark Knight Carnival, uh, and as support for a couple of the other Japan shows last year. Last year? When was that? I think it was last year. It was last year. It was <laughs> December, last year. right? Yeah. Um. But so they talked. They talked a bit about their you know, going going to do these three shows in Japan. Uh, because, of course, for Galactic Empire, these were huge, right? Yeah, that's by far the biggest venue I think they've ever taken a part in. Yeah. They're, as far as I know, they were pretty limited to small local shows and their kind of YouTube fame. Yeah, and I, and I forget exactly how big those those Japan show audiences were, but gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently they were just, you know, they were basically asked kind of out of the blue. <laughs> Much like the story we heard about F-Hero, right? You know, just Cobra writes and said, hey, you want to you wanna play <laughs> in Japan for us? Yeah, well, it's, it's something like you mentioned last week when we were talking about those Cobra interviews. You know, you think he might be just kind of doing this to kind of meet people he likes. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not the first time Star Wars has shown up in baby metal lore, so. Yeah, that 
it would be really pretty cool to be in there in, in Galactic Empire's position, too. It's like, suddenly you've been invited to do this huge thing. Yeah. Here's uh, 20,000 people who haven't who don't know who you are. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hopefully they like Star Wars. But so I, one of the things that I thought was most interesting about this was they, you know, they talked a little bit about, um, you know, finding the whole tour, baby metal touring group to be great and professional and friendly. And they said there are about 65 people in the group. Yeah. And I mean, I knew there were a lot of people, but I, I was amazed that there were that many people kind of like operating the show. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, if you, if you didn't, believe there were a lot of people involved before apparently now it numbers in the 60s yeah now imagine the logistics of getting 60 people plus all the equipment and things they need to do their jobs all over the u.s and all over europe later this year yeah i my guess is that they run a smaller crew uh in the in the sort of like the smaller u.s tour but the forum probably is going to have all all 65 probably if not more yeah yeah, that that um, <laughs> Metal Incarnate was suggesting in the chat room that maybe maybe you know if somebody hopefully someone will someday leak a, like a big team meeting photo of like you know everyone <laughs> sitting in an auditorium or something. That would be great to see. Anyway, yeah. So it it uh, I I mainly paid attention to that podcast episode for the you know the big metal half of it, but they talked a fair amount about that experience. So quite nice. All right, moving along. Still not to the main news, but the main news is coming. <laughs> but first, don't mess, don't mess this up. <laughs> uh, right. So um, they have announced uh, participation in the Clock and Flap Festival in Hong Kong uh, in November twenty third. Uh, so good job. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, so apparently, Clock and Flap is basically just like some made up word that the guy kind of like dreamt or something, you know, whoever the organizer said, ah, yes, we got to call it this. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I didn't read it right. The first time I had to read it twice. Yeah. And I was actually, I was legitimately proud of the baby metal official socials for not getting an unfortunate autocorrect because we've had unfortunate (laughs) autocorrects before from them. God, God, Oh, yes, right. Yes, as the FOD God says. Somewhere there was someone had posted a screenshot, I think even from a Blu-ray or something, that where resistance was misspelled in Metal Resistance. Um, and yeah, the, there's definitely even recently there's been like you know hashtag Baby Meta and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else to say about that? Can we can we turn to the big news? Let's do it. Okay. Um. So, the big news is that. Uh, we have been, and of course, I didn't write down when we when we learned this, but it was announced. Uh, basically, the, all of the song titles, all the track lists for the ver- different versions of Metal Galaxy, uh, what's on the international edition, what the album art is for the Sun and the Moon editions, what the one edition looks like, all this stuff, everything. You know, we finally know what everything's going to be, and we have, you know, arbitrary things, song titles that don't actually tell us anything about what the songs are behind them, but give us speculation fodder. So that's very hype generating. Um, so what do you guys think? Uh, Garrett, what, what's your, what's your first I'm, thoughts about this? I'm, I'm ecstatic. Like them featuring, I right off the bat, I already recognized 
like, technically three of the features that are going to be on here. Like Tim Henson and Scott LePage of Polyphia, and I also recognize um, Alyssa White Gluz of, uh, what is that band? Blank my mind, what's the name of her band again? Um, it's, I've heard them a hundred times, my previous yeah, bandmate was has an A in it, Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's very talented, she's supposed to be featured in Distortion, yeah. but is it kind of open to speculation still that she's doing the screams in the current version, or maybe there's a new version? All right. Okay. So you, you jumped right into the middle of everything. <laughs> I do that. I do that. <laughs> but my okay. brain doesn't work top down. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but okay. Just to backfill a little bit. Uh, so one super remarkable thing about this is that there's a huge number of of sort of collaborations with other artists. So, uh, like was just mentioned, Alyssa White Glues from Arch Enemy, um, on Distortion, and then a couple of the other songs we know. We know, you know, who's doing what song. So we knew F Hero was doing Papaya. There's a song called Da Da Dance featuring Tak Matsumoto, who plays guitar for Bees. Someone I don't know, but other people surely do. That's kind of a uh, big deal. If we pause mm-hmm. there for a minute, everything I've read okay. about Tak Matsumoto is kind of a big deal, uh, particularly in Japan. I think what I what I read was he's the the guitarist songwriter. Um, and I don't know, artist for one of the biggest groups like ever in Japan is what I've read all over the place. Okay. Can maybe somebody in our chat fill me in on that or remind me? Well, I've definitely, I've definitely read something similar. Yeah. Um, but best selling uh, ever in Japan. Most yeah, selling so artist. What's the name of the artist? Uh, bees, I think. Well, oh, so, so Tak Matsumoto is the guitar. Bees. B Z B apostrophe Z. Um eighty two point six two million sales. That is a lot. Yeah, yeah, so that that's kind of a big deal. And that might expose our girls to a whole lot of people just for his name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that's pretty excellent. I mean we may want to dive into each of these a little bit more, but uh even in, so in addition to what do we say? Like, so we have distortion with Alyssa White Clues. We have have um, Dada Dance with Takamatsumaru. Um, we have Omajinai, uh featuring uh, Wakim from Sabaton, Wakim Roden, uh, and Brand New Day featuring Tim Henson and Scott LePage, who play guitars for Plifia, who you had mentioned. So lots of collaboration. He, we've never seen this before, but suddenly there are all kinds of people participating, which will quite likely grow, you know, the audience as well. Um, but, you know, so getting back to the question about distortion, um, so I don't know Arch Enemy and I therefore don't know Alyssa White Glues, but people who do know Arch Enemy and do know Alyssa White Glues, uh, are pretty confident that the version of distortion that we have had before does not contain her. Um, I can kind of see maybe where her vocals might fit, but I think this almost necessarily means that we're going to be getting a version of distortion we have not yet heard. Sound fair? That that sounds very fair. I've heard quite a bit of their music, and I could easily picture like a verse featuring her, similar to the format of F Hero and Papa Ya. Oh, that, okay. That's that's not what I'd pictured, but yeah, that could be. But yeah, she could also just be the background filler screens too. But you you never know. 
it does seem like if it's going to be a feature, then just background is possibly strange. <laughs> I have to say, though, that, that the little bit that I have heard of Arch Enemy since this announcement has come out, you know, I went and listened to, like, 28 seconds, that's... I don't think that I'm necessarily going to continue on listening to other Arch Enemy things. They're like, yeah, but she's so got a very... I'm a little worried. <laughs> she's very powerful vocally, so I don't really see her being exclusively in the background, but I don't know. I'm excited to see what it is. I'm definitely more excited over other songs, but this is going yeah. to be something new, for sure. Like They're more of like a, I want to say like death metal, but not death metal sound, so it's going to be heavier than a lot of this stuff, I think. Well, and, and I mean, vocally specifically, it's just this sort of like growl screaming. Um, yeah. Which, which I, which I really don't want to. I don't, I don't want to hear foregrounded really in my baby metal album. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that that you know artistically, this has they've managed to do something that I'm gonna like. But I don't think there's a total overlap between people who like Arch Enemy and people who like baby metal. Quite the opposite, I found. Everybody that I know personally who listens to Arch Enemy are pretty much like they don't like baby metal at all they talk down upon them so maybe this would be the bridging gap bringing in new fans you never know but i'm just hoping that there's a song on our new baby metal album that i don't like (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem i don't i i doubt it'll be that big of a feature i mean i i also hope it's not overpowering sue as well but they wouldn't let that happen let me ask this in bit of speculation on this topic Okay. What happens to the music video we currently have, number one, because on YouTube it's got, you know, several million views at this point. Do they take that down? You can't just replace a video and keep the views. Number two, all these collaborations are sweet. Do you think they will play live at the forum? I was thinking the same thing, but I was hesitant to bring it up. Um, That would be great. Yeah, that would be... That would be wild. <laughs> um, I think there are enough people involved that I think we can probably uh, we can probably pinpoint some of their locations on that date. And in fact, actually, I think somebody was looking at Sabaton, um, and you know, like it's it's possible in a technical way that is ridiculous. Uh, like they're playing the same night, but if the Sabaton song is early in the early in the baby metal set, they could you know they could get across LA in time to play their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's I don't know. I, I I think if one can't be there, then the odds of having others gets lower. But well, I don't think we would see F Hero again. I mean, they've already kind of done that. They might. You never know. True. I mean, this is the album launch party. Yeah. So party. Okay. I, I say party. It is concert, but. <laughs> Then the other question, what happens to the distortion music video? Right, right. My guess is that they won't touch that. Um but but it is interesting that it, I mean like there's nothing in it that says this is not the distortion that's on the album. Of course, because that would have been ridiculous for them to have said that a year ago. But mm-hmm. um yeah, but you know somehow it's it's now distinct. Yeah, that, that copy of the video has been out for more than a year at this point. I think I think it's not likely that there'd be... Oh, well, actually, I guess there's a, there's also a question about what are they going to put in that disc? 
and we haven't really talked about the disc. I guess we sort of did, but one of the versions of the the album comes with a disc of music videos, and Distortion is one of those music videos. And you know, so they will be releasing with an album that does not contain the version of Distortion that we're used to. Uh, you know, a DVD that might have a video for that old version. That's what's got me really scratching my head about Distortion in particular. We've had this song for more than a year. Everybody's used to it. Many of us have heard it live many times. There's been a video release for more than a year. It's been all over, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you consume your music. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on an album, perhaps differently. So everybody's saying, you know, it might have a feature. I know, Garrett, you mentioned she might feature in it or have a verse in the, you know, in lieu of F-Hero, like in Papaya. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's actually not going to be that different. Maybe the growl track we already hear in the current version of the song is just replaced with her doing it. I can see you know? that. Mm -hmm. so it's subtle that, you know, somebody casual or new or who's coming in because of her will think it's cool, but not necessarily notice a huge difference. Yeah. That would be, that would be possible. That's certainly what I first thought. Although Distortion does actually have there is a there is kind of like a a quiet part in there like it sort of makes a little bit more sense when you put when it's being played live and you know everybody gets clapping along and stuff but when you're listening to it there's just kind of like a dead spot in the song mm -hmm. that could conceivably get something less dead in it. it it's gonna be interesting that's the most interesting collaboration for me not because of the artist or anything like that just because the song's more than a year old you know, they've yeah. clearly been planning this for a long time, so I want to see where that's going to go here in a few months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other ones, I mean, like, it's the other ones might be interesting, except that uh, all we know are titles, <laughs> and they don't really tell us very much. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm I'm super curious to hear, you know, what they do with these. Well, I mean, we can speculate a little bit. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, Garrett. Tim Henson and Scott LePage are guitarists. Oh, they are very talented guitarists. Yeah, like, I mean, so... them not even you say not having just have just having the name doesn't really give away much, but having Tim Henson and Scott LePage gives a huge hint to one what kind of song it's going to be. Like if you listen to any of their music, it's all kind of the same style of music, very identifiable guitar, and it's going to be sweet. Like if you haven't looked up anything by them, look up Polypia. Highly recommend it. Or at least a, at least a song or two. Like they're, if you're they're into an, it's important to mention they're an in, instrumental band. Like there's no lyrics. Like it's just guitars and drums and bass. Right. Oh, interesting. So, well, we learned from that then that you know this brand new day song featuring them, you know, might have some sweet guitar oh, solo. It's, it's going it. to be really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. It's pretty clear that I'm very excited for this one. Which is interesting too because we haven't really had an instrumental feature in any of their content to this point that was designed specifically to be an instrumental feature right if they're singing on the song i will do a backflip and record it for you guys <laughs> i can't i can't backflip by the way you heard it here first everybody That's right. what we'll actually be recording is like you dying by breaking your neck but exactly <laughs> not so great but yeah i don't know I mean, I think there was there was a, a version of IDZ that I think had an unknown guitarist on it. Um, the one of the what is it called? 
somebody will know the name of this, but but uh, it was it was like a a bonus on one of the the one uh, editions, I think. Um, but yeah, I think apart from that, there really hasn't there hasn't really been somebody like from outside that uh, is just like a featured uh, featured artist. So it's very interesting, very strange. This, yeah, and then this album. How does that work live when you have a featured instrumental? performer that isn't going to be there on tour every night you know if they play this song yeah uh well hopefully they aren't playing something that nobody else could do <laughs> i guess <laughs> i mean uh because in a way i mean this is it's sort of like distortion distortion was i believe you know largely one person's instrumental work right that then the band learned to play so yes but it's it is an interesting question. I hope it I hope it doesn't wind up meaning that Brand New Day never gets played, apart from when they happen to have these guitarists on hand. I, yeah, good point. Uh, okay, let's see. We can perhaps move on. There's a million things to talk about here. Um, the 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 various editions are, um, well, okay. So the all the Japan editions are split up into two CDs, uh, and also the vinyl editions are two discs. And the Japan edition has two more songs than the international edition does. The international edition is all in one CD. But it, it kind of feels like, notionally, it's kind of designed to be two CDs. Uh, so each CD has an opener song, and In the Name Of is the opener song for the second CD. So we are, in fact, actually getting In the Name Of a studio version of it. So... We knew the song before, but now, now it, it, it is actually there. It is actually the first song, but it's the first song of the second half. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. And the cloud goes mild. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. It would We could point out that disc two, we've technically heard all but one of the songs off of disc two. The BXMXC. I don't know how else you would say that. That's the only one we haven't heard off there yet. Yeah, and that's assuming you get the uh, Japan version. Yeah. That is a Japan exclusive. Right. So there, the we uh, because we were given all of the track titles, we now know which are the songs that are only going to be on the Japan version. And one of them, the one that was just mentioned, is BXMXC. Nobody knows what this is, but you know, B and M are letters that are featured in Baby Metal. <laughs> Maybe that's relevant. Maybe it isn't. Um, and then the other one uh, is on the first disc, and it's also not particularly pronounceable. It is uh, up arrow, down arrow, left arrow, right arrow, B B A B, which is start using... select. That could be. That could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's. It's clearly a. It's a reference to, although it is not exactly the Konami Konami code, um, which is like a cheat code. Um, what from like an old Nintendo game that got, uh, I think adopted in many other uh, games after the first one it, it was in, but it's you know so it's sort of it's sort of a famous way to cheat, um, and this is not exactly it, but it is it's clearly written in the same way. I think I think the actual Konami code is like up down, up up down down left right left right B A start. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> have you guys heard of Have you guys heard of chip tunes? No. Well, it's like. Comparable to dubstep, but like eight bit, like old fashioned video games, like Super Nintendo music, but made right, right, much. Sure, I 
I'm gonna throw that guess out there. This song being kind of like that, hopefully. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that wouldn't be too surprising. It would make them sound like Mini Patty, right? <laughs> Nintendo Core. Oh man. Well, and I guess actually one of the uh, the I think our new our newest Avenger uh, was in Mini Patty, right? She was indeed. So, <laughs> not that that has any relevance, given that uh, she won't hasn't had a microphone and probably had nothing to do with this album <laughs> but nevertheless <laughs> it's a it's a connection that my brain made um let's see so uh back on disc one the first song is called future metal and i think lots of us have speculated that this is in fact that um the song that was mentioned that the song that played behind the the sort of like the video that said you know uh whatever it is fasten neck brace before headbang um that i was guessing would be track zero and i think i think i can claim success on this even though i'm not the only one who guessed that yeah i think that's really likely so future metal i think i think in fact the words somewhere in there do say like welcome to the future of baby metal something like that so and then after that there are a number of things we have not heard of so mentioned already dada dance uh featuring tak matsumoto who knows what that is presumably something sort of dance-like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um we learned that shanti actually was pretty close to the name except they wrote shanti 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 so that's apparently actually called shanti 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 even though they never in fact actually say shanti three times in a row in the song <laughs> so i don't know you need the name in triplicate yeah oh well uh i'm gonna still call it shanti almost exclusively i think uh I guess it's another instance of the number three being important. <laughs> that <suppose>. matters. <laughs> but uh, then we have let's see, oh Majinai. Uh, don't know what this is. Although I think it's I think I've um I've seen I didn't actually look this up, and probably someone in the chat room is saying right now what it is. But I think it's some sort of like you know magic trinket or something like that. Um, so, and this is the one that that features Joachim Broden from Sabaton. Sorry. So there's a really interesting parallel that we can draw here because um, another band I follow from Japan, Bandmade, when they do mm -hmm. their breaks in the middle of their concerts and they talk to the audience, it's Omajanai time or magic spell time. Aha. Uh -huh. Interesting. See? Very nice. I did not know that. Um, so maybe it's just going to be the Sabaton guy like talking. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, and there could be multiple inter uh, translations for that particular phrase. That's just the one I'm familiar with from listening to Bandmade. Uh -huh. Cool. Uh, let's see. And then, then I think, uh, what's next? The uh, Brand New Day. That's the one featuring the, the Polyphia guitarist. And then the Konami song. And then Night Night Burn. Night Night Burn. Uh, somebody was saying actually that this was that that that's not that's meaningful that night night burn actually has something to do with it's like peekaboo or something. Um, I don't know if that's actually. Uh, I think oh, there was a, 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 one of the comics that made reference to that or something. So, um, so maybe it's a little bit like catch me if you can. <laughs> that would be cool. But, so I definitely thought, I you know I sort of I sort of mocked people. Uh, as they as they said, I want to know what the song titles are. 
because I thought, well, you know, what are we going to get? We don't know what these, we're going to have like words that don't mean anything. <laughs> How is that going to tell us anything? <laughs> but I still feel like we have, you know, I, I was wrong. Uh, it, this was interesting to hear, to know these in advance. Well, I think a lot of what's making it really interesting is all of the features. You know, I, I don't know yeah. that this is as interesting of news. It's still huge news. Um, if it, they didn't have all of these. Right, right. Yeah, that's, um, it's, I mean, it gives us some sense of what we might expect, you know, that, uh, particularly, I think, for the Polyphia one, you know, we'll have some, some guesses to kind of what it'll sound like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, let's see. So those are the songs. Still, there's lots more to, to talk about. So we knew that there was going to be, uh, like a special sun edition and a special moon edition as well as you know the the one edition and, and the standard one and we got album art for the sun and moon editions now so we know what those are uh what do you think long long neck I, the, the album's cool <laughs> long neck <laughs> the albums are cool our um, art is sick but yeah no, it, it's all i can see now even though it's it, if you haven't seen it yet you will the the graphic artist the way it's put together makes it look like they have really really long necks <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting but yeah so it's, it says um you know baby metal metal galaxy and then it has a big you know a big orb in the sort of top half and on the sun version it's the sun it's, you know sort of not maybe not exactly eclipsed but it's it's you know dimmed so that so that you can see sun flares around it and on the moon version it's the moon uh and on the sun version of course it's got sue and this this art has essentially it's a profile of you know the person on the you know who's in the cover art but then the middle of the head has been kind of peeled away and the and then the person's face is like looking at you through that i don't know i'm not sure i'm describing this well and everybody who i'm who's listening to this has probably seen this what i'm describing so <laughs> but uh it's interesting uh it's weird and their hair is really weird looking <laughs> but yeah yeah i was thinking it kind of looked like mori sensei actually but whatever. <laughs> i don't know i think it's cool i like that they're doing something other than just the logo for an album cover um yeah you know the logo's cool i dig the logo but i like that they're trying different things and you know maybe this is a sign of you know future baby metal you know experimenting mm -hmm. and trying what could be on this album so i like it it's cool yeah i like it they have um colored contacts in so sue has a kind of like yellow eyes and moa has this sort of blue eyes very visceral blue yeah actually i'm just i'm just about to finish uh uh game of thrones <laughs> which is you know so having ah. having someone with blue eyes you know sort of <laughs> uh seemed <laughs> more significant to me but i hopefully that doesn't mean that she's like you know whatever returned from the dead <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yes so I think that art is really nice. Um, I assumed it was going to be in order to, you know, a long time ago, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Um, I think it's, it's definitely more experimental than the stuff that they've done in the past with that had the, them featured on it. So they, they definitely had, they had a couple of different, uh, Migitsune ones and IDZ ones that had them, you know, individually on them, uh, Yui Wana, Su one and a Moa one. Uh, but 
they were those they were in a sense a little bit more traditional this is clearly like you know now they're now they're moving on into a more adult world yeah that's a good way to describe it it, it does feel more mature i'm not sure that the so the cover of the one edition was also released um and that's basically just a bunch of concentric circles that i suppose are kind of supposed to suggest i guess planets in a solar system despite the fact that the title says galaxy yeah that's kind of what i got out of it um it's not very not very exciting <laughs> it's really not i was a little surprised by that the shirt's more exciting <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, this is the most complicated album release I think I've ever seen in terms of what's available, what to buy, how to buy it to ensure you get what you want and the number of songs you want. Yeah, yeah, it is quite something. So there on um on Fakus Baby Metal News site, he's got a a breakdown of like like a chart of all the different things, <laughs> all the different uh editions and what they have and what they you know if you want this you know this is the one you need to get and so forth yeah huge shout out to faku for making my pre-order experience seamless yeah i think i think if i were if i had ordered anything but everything it would have been very complicated (laughs) yeah i'm you know i've said this before i'm not really a cd person not only do i not own a way to listen to a cd anymore not not even in my vehicle. My car doesn't even have a CD player. So I was really only interested in the vinyl. Um, so having the little chart to go through to make sure I got the right thing was very helpful. Right. <laughs> but yeah, there are so many. There are so many um things. So so there are. Uh, let's see. This there's the Japan complete edition, which is two CDs. Um, and I think there's the first press. Now I'm trying to find the chart, but the like the first press ha- comes with a DVD that has the music videos on it. The just regular um, complete edition does not include that. It is incomplete in that respect. <laughs> um, the and then the one version has a different DVD that has a uh, digest, which we now know is taken from Legend Down. So that's another another bit of news that we haven't mentioned yet. That the one the one edition comes with a Legend Down dvd digest then we know actually even what songs are on it um so yeah i'm really excited for those to uh be in the world so everybody can see legend m moa banger yeah so so here's the thing um about that well there are several things about this that i that make me sad (laughs) so um or make me wonder i don't know But so the DVD. First of all, it's a DVD. What what are they doing? Um, why is it a DVD? Why is it not DVDs a are still crazy popular in Japan? Yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's only 480p. That's the problem. If they would make a DVD that was that was you know whatever, just 1080 or something. But um, so okay. So first of all, it's a DVD. Uh, and I think I think by now I believe that that's really true you know like i was somewhat in denial but i think it really is going to be uh, an actual dvd the other thing is it's a digest so it's not the entire show it's just you know like selections from legend m which means in fact that it so it has her headbanger but it does not include shine correct that's tragic <laughs> you're just gonna have to wait six months to buy the one edition for 150 dollars of the concerts 
yeah, on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> the fact that it, the fact that the DVD does not include Shine is one of the biggest indicators to me that there's going to be a Blu-ray that I can buy later. No, absolutely. I, from being there, I can tell you they recorded every angle possible in that venue. There will absolutely be a Blu-ray. Yeah. And and when we get that Blu-ray, this DVD is going to be completely like superfluous because <laughs> you know why would you ever watch your DVD that has half the thing that you have on your Blu-ray? But yeah, whatever. that's a good question. I don't know. Oh well, us poor the one people. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know. It's so many things I can't even quite remember what we've talked about and not. Not, but here's one that we haven't talked about. Uh, I mentioned that the the first press edition comes with a dvd that has music videos on it and the fact that it has distortion on it and we were wondering what version it would be but it also has starlight it has papilla and it has shanty 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 on it so that's shanty music video confirmed pretty excellent yeah we don't know what we have no idea what it'll be the elevator girl is not there it's uh you know i guess that that has truly been trashed (laughs) yes Uh, is shanty 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 you know, a music video, or is it going to be like Glastonbury or something? Like Papaya. Yeah. Uh, I hope, well, okay, so if it's live, I hope it's Yokohama, or maybe Nagoya, but um, I, you know, I, hope it's, I hope it's one of those ones that with the big production on the, on the stage with, the, you know, the, the video that worked. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Um, that would be the easiest thing for them to do. Yeah. I I mean I kind of in a in a way I kind of hope that they they actually produce something. You know, like it would be kind of neat if it was sort of karate-esque that there was actually something rather than uh you know, rather than just a live shot. But then at the same time, you know, the the live show is good. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to you know, I don't want to I, I want both, really, but um, but I think it would be kind of neat if there was an actual, like, artistically directed video. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in quite a long time. It, it would be really cool, but I've gotten into the habit of not letting myself get my hopes up with this group, so I'm just going to assume it's a live recording from Yokohama or something. <laughs> yeah. And if it is, and, and, you know, so that, I mean, I guess we know that's going to come out. Um, Oh yeah, so here's another thing, another bit of news that that hasn't been mentioned yet. But all of the editions of this on Asmart are scheduled to ship on October 9th, which is now two days earlier than we thought. Right? It's, October 11th was supposed to be the release date, but but everything ships October 9th, uh, which means that we probably will get it somewhat before that. Um, you know, somewhat before the forum, somewhat before the 11th. Uh, and I would assume that. At the very least, the Shanti video will be released by then. Um, I'm kind of hoping it'll be released right at the launch of the U.S. tour. Well, if they're if, Ace, if they're shipping from Acemart, it would come from Japan. So if you're an international customer, I don't think you'll get it early, right? Uh, probably not. Although it has, uh, there, we we were comparing our like delivery and arrival times for legend s uh, a little while ago on the on the discord and it seems like legend s actually did arrive even 
like it arrived i forget what the the actual dates were i think you know it was supposed to come out on uh it's something first and it showed up on the 31st uh the month before so it was like august 31st it was it was showed up on august 31st and was out on september 1st or something so in, in the u.s i mean so and that's that matches that was what happened with mine um so it might be that that they actually will ship it such that it could be received on the ninth, which means the eighth. But um, at any rate, it'll be a little bit before the show, which is good because that means that people will at least know when the exciting part of the songs are <laughs> when they happen. Because presumably, you're home and not traveling. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm hoping it does show up in time for me to have it before I get on the plane to go to the forum <laughs> yeah exactly but we'll see but there's no doubt in my mind that they will like film every angle of the forum every moment so we want the audience needs to be into it you know bring a towel jump at the right time and that sort of thing <laughs> all right so what have i forgotten <laughs> Garrett, can you think of anything? I, I feel like I've just like kept talking and you haven't haven't passed it off to you. Maybe are the things that uh, you meant to say? I I was gonna bring up. We didn't really mention the English version of Elevator Girl yet. You're right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? The verses that are gonna be changed from Japanese to English? It's not gonna be. I like the song as it is, but hearing the English lyrics should be pretty neat. I'm excited for that. Let me ask you this: Is the is the version they're already singing not the English version? Because there's already a ton of English in the song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, are they going to? I was thinking the opposite might happen: is we might get what we already have, and the internet or the Japanese version of the album, all of the up up down 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 will be in Japanese. Mm, it's an interesting thought. I wonder if the Konami song is actually just a remix of Elevator Girl. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> doors, doors left, right, you know, up, down. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so we did have this this kind of insider information that indicated that Elevator Girl would be in English, and I kind of dismissed this before because I thought, well, you know, it already is. There's already a ton of English in there. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's all he thought. Maybe that's what he meant. Um, but now, actually, in fact, on the international edition, it is Elevator Girl is listed as English version. Like so, the name of it is different, um, which makes me think that they were that they will, in fact, kind of like remove the Japanese from it uh, and and make it fully English. Which I'm I, not sure. I don't know. I'm interested. I don't know. See, that's why I think the opposite might be true that the one we already have is the English version. It's just being rebranded because I don't know that the song works completely translated to English. Yeah. It'll be in- the, the, the sentence structure, the, the rhythm of speech is just so different in English. I'm not sure that it works. Whereas the short little phrases that are in English that we already hear, I think would work easier in Japanese or, just as easy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, the the translation to English is one of the things that, like, the potential clumsiness is one of the things that worries me about this. 
and maybe it's even more true here than it was with the one. Um, I think with the one, the one was actually, I mean, so people are actually mentioning this in the in the chat room as well, but uh, the way the one worked was that it, it did have English in it, but then a fair amount of Japanese. And then the one that came to be the one that they always use <laughs> is, yeah. uh, you know, it's actually marked English version. Uh, and so if this follows that pattern, then we would expect we would expect more English in the I guess it's it's basically the the version that I was suggesting that they would they would translate the Japanese parts into English. And you're right, I have no idea um how how it's gonna go. I'm hoping that they have some consultants though. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes the you know, the English that are, is produced by Japanese bands is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that I want that whole song in English, if I'm honest. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it either. I'm not likely to like it more, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe we can uh, have a little side bet on that, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns and think that what's in English currently will get translated to Japanese for the Japanese album. It's a brave prediction. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> um. I guess we'll know pretty soon. So, exactly two months. Uh, I think you are right. Uh, it is August eleventh today as we record. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I saw that earlier in the chat. I forget who said it. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Exactly two months. Yeah, and in fact, actually, what that means is, uh, exactly one month until I see them myself because i'm going to the boston show which is september 11th and then the forum on october 11th don't forget to bring your towel i will i will not forget either on either occasion (laughs) uh this is that i I had not yet uh parsed that as a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy reference but of course it could be yes it Um, is absolutely at least in my mind right (laughs) well and i'm sure i mean uh, I suspect that that has nothing to do with what uh, Koba had in mind initially with uh, this song, but uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he would have thought of that if he heard that phrase as well. This is that's his Impossible. time. All right. Impossible. So let's see. All right, what did we what did we forget? Um, oh, Arcadia is the closing track. It didn't mention that. But I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Arcadia is probably gonna be one of my top five off the album. Yeah, um, Metal Incarnate is saying in the in the chat room that Shine should be the closer, and I agree. <laughs> it really should be. You know, I talked about this before, so you can go. I'm not gonna go into it again. And but basically, it's just I. It works in the middle of something as an interesting song by itself, but it it lacks the power to be an opener, and it lacks the emotion to be a closer. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you have the two-disc version, you could play disc two first. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you could. Uh, what does that mean? I guess that means like burn, burn, whatever it is, <laughs> is the, is the, uh, <laughs> what is it called? What is that call- song called? Night, 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 burn. night, burn. Yeah, that that would be the closer if you did it that way. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be so interesting. I wonder if we're going to hear all of the songs live, too. Um, I mean, it's it seems quite possible that some of the songs on the album will not even be played at the forum. Uh, I think it's likely to take out the ones that are Japanese exclusives. True, true. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's I, so much is about to happen here. <laughs> yeah, quite astounding. Um, I don't think they'll play everything. I, I just I don't think they'll play in the name of again. I really don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. I but you got they gotta save room for Demi Chocolate. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's something to be said there. You know. They can't just play the whole new album. They're going to play between one and three songs that are their mega hits that everybody wants to hear and expect to hear when they go to concerts, right? Give yeah. Me Chocolate, Karate, maybe Road to Resistance. Yeah, that could be maybe it. Maybe it's Nay. So some stuff's going to get dropped. They're not. I don't think they, they can play the whole thing unless they actually do another hour and a half concert, which of recent years they haven't. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> They're good at surprising us. Yeah, and there's all kinds of, you know, there's all kinds of discussion now that we know who all of the Avengers are, you know, lots of theories about who's going to show up for how much of what tour <laughs> and, you know, um, <laughs> it's just, just so many unknowns. Um but it's very interesting. I think by the way, uh, so we've been recording for a million years already, <laughs> of course. Um, but I think we were planning on, um, probably next time doing a little bit of a kind of like a specific exploration of the people, you know, that are our new Avengers and also some sort of background on Sakura Gakuin that we, you know, mostly have just presumed in the past here. So in case there are people listening to this who are not familiar with that background and probably there are some, uh, we'll try to talk a little bit about that. Um, without getting too too deep into that also because i think that's a whole there's a whole separate fan base there as well but um and it's you know i'm i I would count myself among that as well but nevertheless that's not what the podcast is but if ever where there was going to be an episode for you to bring your pink flag the next one should be it and of course the pink flag is the 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 flag that sakura gakuin you know sells that you're supposed to wave at the concerts so (laughs) yeah if you didn't know what the pink flag was oh yeah actually the um uh I was going to say about the about Koba, you know, forbidding the flag. Um, it could be. I mean, you know, it may well be that he doesn't like it, but it also is true that there probably aren't a lot of mosh pits at you know regular idol shows. <laughs> so they're not as hazardous at regular idol shows as they are in a mosh pit. <laughs> I don't know. I went to a couple underground idol shows when I was over there, and uh, they went pretty hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like I guess I was I was thinking that perhaps there is a a real actual legitimate reason in that they don't want you to like poke people with the sticks. So, um, and and in fact, Fak was mentioning that they do allow flags, just not flags with sticks. But of course, the Sakura Gakuin flags have sticks. So, yeah, I was specifically referring to the SG flag on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly. I mean, you know, it is it is always kind of fun to to kind of like try to catch catch their attention or whatever, you know, with like, hey, we remember your history. Um, I hope they like that. <laughs> it's a great way to get noticed. <laughs> yeah. But well, actually, I think another great way to be noticed is to be like a, a young cosplaying girl. <laughs> that helps. That helps a lot. Um, but at any rate. Uh, let's see. So I think, yeah. 
I don't think I had anything specific that I wanted to mention else. Um, I had I had one other thing that I had put in the notes here was uh, that there was um so when you buy a ticket to the U.S. tour shows and I think this may be true in in some of the European shows as well maybe all of them but at least in the U.S. shows buying a ticket comes with the album which is presumably the international edition of the you know, like the one CD version of the album and so if you buy a ticket then they send you a a uh, email that lets you sort of like send get put your address in and they'll as long as you're in the as long as you're a u.s resident or whatever they'll, they'll mail you this cd sometime after the actual release date uh, but so uh we now know a piece of information courtesy of kamuda metal uh who observed on the the baby metal reddit that there does seem to be a limit on the number of albums you can get um he has determined that uh, he he couldn't get past 13 <laughs> So, oh my gosh, he's going to get 13, but not more <laughs> okay. of these albums. Oh man. Good to know, I guess. <laughs> so that's pretty, that's fairly hilarious that, that we and, even know that there's a limit. <laughs> and that ladies and gentlemen is how you artificially boost your charts, uh, your chart position when your album drops. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Have a few of your fans buy the max amount of albums or tickets rather. Yeah, it does seem though that um, if you're out there and you don't care to particularly help, you know, with the first day album sales, there are going to be a lot of extra CDs floating around. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not yeah. going to be hard to find someone just to give you one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's going to be little a, forts uh, out of them and stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be a, a trading mega thread on Reddit for people to uh, request CDs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Maybe this is a way to kind of build the fan base too. They just hand them out to people on the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm not going to have that many. To talk though. about our Lord and Savior Sue Metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you prepared for Fox God's return? <laughs> so let's see. So what's coming up? I guess um, we still have Summer Sonic. Um, so. Like you know, the news isn't quite over yet. <laughs> but um, when is Summer Sonic? It's it's not that long from now, right? End of the month, end of August. Uh, no, it's it's sooner than that. It's um sixteenth and seventeenth. I think I have. I, I don't know. In my time zone, it is the sixteenth uh, and seventeenth. So yeah. that's like this week. <laughs> okay, yeah, a week from when we're recording. Yeah, amazing. Um, so. Who knows? You know, I, I'm assuming nothing important will happen there. And when I say that, something huge happens. <laughs> so no, always, no. Um, maybe they will debut several songs at Summer Sonic. <laughs> I don't know if we uh, do. We know if that's going to be streamed. I'm not sure. I think it's, I haven't I, seen anything about that. Last year there was a Wow Wow broadcast sometime after. Okay, um, and the chat room says yes. Oh, uh, in fact, that they will stream that stage. So I guess that means that. That tells me what I'll be doing. Um, I th- Excellent. <laughs> uh, I think that yeah, I think they're streaming. There are two days. Um, so one is uh, what is it? One one's in Osaka and one's in Tokyo. Uh, and so Baby Metal plays each you know each location. Uh, but I think you know only one of the locations will be streamed. But nevertheless, we'll you know we'll see. We should see something streamed. And actually. Uh, to the extent that there was previous thought that there might be a Bring Me the Horizon um, collaboration, 
at Glastonbury, you know, which fell apart because partly because Bring Me the Horizon didn't want to stream their thing because somebody was missing. Um, they're going to be both here at Summer Sonic, so it's conceivable that that might happen then. Hmm. So we'll see. Perhaps there will interesting, be interesting. more news. Uh, okay. Is that it? <laughs> I think that's it. All right. Yeah, I think the oh right, uh, bring me the horizon. I think is actually adjacent to them on the uh, schedule as well. So okay, well, thanks everybody for uh, you know sitting in the chat room and giving us all the all the information that we were missing as we went by. <laughs> uh, and thank you both for podcasting with me. Uh, of course. So we will be back. Uh, we expect something like two weeks and we expect we will probably talk a bit about the background of the avengers uh and sakura gakuin and so forth and summer sonic whatever big things happen there so then that's it for this episode uh, you can join us on the baby metal podcast discord to continue the conversation rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it so please do that we'll be back here in about two weeks and we hope you'll join us then and until then see you <laughs>